but do you feel I, I often say to people choose somebody that you feel like you could get naked with yeah. <laughs> because you're going to <laughs> yeah, you know so who has the same philosophy as you and and kind of just you feel comfortable with so we just look at what what does she need right now what's happening right now I walk in and I look at her and let her tell me who she is and what's going on in her head right now and what she's needing physically right now Hi, I'm Leslie Abraham, a pre- and postnatal expert, GO, and exercise specialist with over 11 years of international experience. I am now the founder of Bonjour Baby, a birth prep and postpartum recovery online program. I help new moms just like you preparing for birth and recover after so that you can be ready for the biggest day of your life push with confidence and feel like your old self again in your new mom's body. So if you have questions on how to stay healthy during your pregnancy, prepping your body for birth, preventing diastasis recti or the best way to support your postpartum recovery, this podcast is for you. I created this show to give you simple and scientifically proven tips and insights on pregnancy, birth prep, recovery and motherhood, and give you the answers and knowledge you deserve. So if you are currently pregnant, a brand new mom, or a mom of four already, looking for feeling better in your body and more confident in your mom life, you are at the right place. So tune in, grab your favorite cup of tea, settle comfortably, and let's get this episode started. Today, I have the honor to interview Anne Fulcher, doula and head of the Hearts and Hands UCSD Volunteer Doula Program. I am so happy to have her on the show. She is a pioneer in the doula world and her experience is invaluable. We talked about how a doula can make a difference in your birth story, questions to ask to make sure you have the right partner along with your family during your birth experience, and what are the differences between midwives and doula. Anne has been a doula for more than 20 years and she has attended more than 900 births. Yes, you heard that right. She is the head of the Hearts and Hands UCSD Volunteer Doula Program since its creation in 2000. Her work includes being a doula and helping other families around her, but she also teaches and trains new doula. All right, ladies, I won't say more and I'll let you dive into it. So welcome to the show, Anne. I am very pleased to have you with us today. So I already did a quick introduction and a general introduction on you and what you do, but okay. I'd like for you to tell us uh, a bit more about your background. So I know you have been a pioneer in the doula world, but could you share with us how you started that career and when you decided to become a doula? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, my favorite subject, so I'll tell you everything <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, I wasn't always a doula, but, uh, and I didn't grow up thinking I shall become a doula when I grow up, but it's something that you fall into, I guess. Um, so I've got a lot of background before uh, I got influenced when I started working at a breastfeeding organization, actually. So I was working with um, healthcare people from all over the world who were trying to make change in birthing practices and particularly uh, infant nutrition and feeding practices. So that's 
kind of where I got started accidentally. And then I became the doula for all my colleagues who were having babies. Uh, and then I took training and got certified actually a little bit later. So all told, I've been a doula for about 25, 26 years. Wow. Um, and of that time, I've uh, done private work. I've done a lot of volunteering. And about 20 years ago, I became the program manager for a uh, volunteer doula program at the University of California, San Diego, uh, UCSD Medical Center uh, here in San Diego. So that's been my full-time job now for two decades. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really a whole bunch of experience you have here. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And that's really interesting because I believe uh, 25 years ago, uh, were there a lot of doula or how was the, the, the feel like? In that time? Yeah, it was quite different back then. Um, I was still explaining to everybody what a doula was, how to spell the word. I'm saying, no, it's not an acronym. <laughs> uh, and now most people who are in the um, realm of being pregnant themselves or knowing pregnant people or in uh, maternity care, absolutely know the word doula. Uh, still a lot of confusion though about actually what is a doula and what a doula is not. So I'm always still clarifying, yes, I'm a childbirth assistant. No, I am not a midwife. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest question. Is it the same thing as a midwife? And the uh, short answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, a midwife, whether she works uh, at home birth or freestanding birth centers or in a hospital, a midwife is medically trained. She's got lots and lots of years of schooling and experience in um, caring from a clinical perspective, caring for pregnant families, uh, delivering babies, or as midwives like to say, catching babies. Um, because the mom is the one who delivers her baby, yes. right? <laughs> Somebody is there hopefully to catch. Uh, that's a midwife. And of course, most people know what a, a obstetrician is, a doctor who specializes in obstetrics and, and maternity care. Um, and then a nurse, we pretty much know what a nurse is too. So I'm none of those medical things, I'm that other. Um, and I'm also not the family member who, um, you know, usually, uh, we do see a woman, a person in labor, uh, with somebody that she knows, a familiar family member or close friend supporting her as well. Yeah. So um, doulas came along and at first people were like, well, why do you need another person in the room? And it turned out that the, the, it's as old as time. The idea of a doula is somebody who knows about childbirth. So maybe not your sister or your best friend or your partner who's never... Um, seen it, experienced it before, and doulas uh, started taking training to get uh, especially more prepared and more knowledgeable about what they were doing, and it became a paraprofession. Uh, I think since the dawn of time, women gravitated to helping each other, and uh, mm -hmm. they did it more casually. Now it's become a job, a career for people. No, that's interesting. You already uh, answered my uh, my future question, but uh, <laughs> like that, that's very good. And so, um, where does that come from, the doula? Is it coming from a specific culture, and now we have it in the Western culture, or where did it start? Yeah. So, like I say, I, I think that in every culture. Uh, you can go back in time and look at the artwork and even statuary of, of you know depicting childbirth, and there was this person who was you know catching the baby the, the midwife figure and then there was another figure sort of supporting and holding this birthing person and that was the 
the assistant or the apprentice or the doula, even though they didn't call it that. Yeah. Um, and the word doula is comes from the Greek. Um, a lot of people just sort of quickly say it means like a woman's servant. Um, I can tell you I went to Greece and uh, they didn't like us borrowing that word very much because it has a bad connotation. In <laughs> Interesting. So now when I go to Greece, I don't tell them that. <laughs> uh, totally. Don't use that word. Uh, but it, it got into the popular terminology here just a few decades ago to mean uh, somebody experienced and trained in childbirth. That's very interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very, very interesting. And that, yeah. that's right, because if you look at uh, even all, you know, the, the movies, the historical movies where we see, you know, like the queen or whatever, having a baby, there is uh-huh. always somebody by her side helping her yes. during the process. So I guess uh, we can we can guess that it has always existed in some way. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it just wasn't really talked about or defined as well, because of course you had somebody, when somebody was in labor, you know, people would go to help her if they knew how and were interested in that. Mm-hmm. So it came about the doula culture that we see now kind of came out um, of a, a few decades ago where women were sort of wanting to advocate more for uh, a bit more choice and a little bit more um, knowledgeable way of, of giving birth, not just showing up and doing what they were told. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. Definitely an advocacy role. Um, and it used to be when I started more of a casual thing that people would kind of get pulled into just for whatever reason that they were drawn to it. Maybe they wanted to become a midwife or um, something and they thought they'd get a bit of experience or they just were uh, asked by their best friend or somebody to please come and help me and then they got hooked. <laughs> you yeah, <get> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think women started sort of training each other and learning from the medical people and the, the women that they were serving a little bit at a time and then it sort of blossomed. Uh, 20, 25 years ago you started seeing the organizations starting to pop up more formally to change women's. And then the whole idea of certifying as a doula started and we went from there. Good, good. So, so, and you say that you are running the Hands and Hearts Volunteer Doula Program, if I'm not mistaking on the, on the name of the program, right? Yeah, actually Hearts and Hands. So is there, no, that's fine. (laughs) Is there a way um, our audience can find more about that program if they are interested? Yes, so so the Hearts and Hands program, the formal name is UCSD Hearts and Hands Volunteer Doula Program. You can find us, we have a Facebook page. Um, We also have a website just called sandiegodoulas.org. Or if you wanted to see a bit more from the, um, I guess, from the UCSD side of things, the hospitals page, in other words, you could go to pregnancy.ucsd.edu. Okay, and, I'll uh, add the, the link in the show notes, so they'll have okay. it too. So, and do you know if there are other initiatives like that across the country, or is it only uh, in San Diego? Yeah, we're not the only ones, but it's still pretty rare to have a hospital-based program in general, and particularly one that is all volunteers, quite rare. There have been a few others um, since I've been doing this. Some still exist, some kind of came and went. It's it's not an easy thing to sustain in a hospital. Um, you know, there's money, there's politics, there's availability and interest, and, and over the years we've grown from a little 
grassroots effort to quite a big program, uh, pretty well known. And I do get a lot of people asking me, how do you run a doula program? How did you start? Um, and where we are now is not where we started. We started with just two or three doulas kind of showing up, and now we've gotten all big and formalized about it. Um, and I'm happy to talk to people more about yeah. how I've done that. That's, that's very interesting. How many doulas are uh, volunteering in the program right now? So uh, uh, we'll tell you right up, we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic as we do this uh, discussion. So we've, we've actually um, had to stand down a little bit and do just virtual doula work until yeah. uh, last Friday, we got the go ahead to come back. But I don't have as many doulas. In general, we have about 50 doulas at any one time, uh, a, a solid core group of doulas and then more in training. Yeah. Uh, and so pe some people come and go, you know, they do their training, they work with us for a while, and then they move on because they were using it as a stepping stone to get into private doula work or, or a career in uh, medicine or something. Um, yeah. But on a good day, not COVID, <laughs> 50 doulas or so right That's now. A That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's very good. It's, I, I love this uh, this initiative, and I wish we could see uh, more and more and more across the country mm -hmm. because definitely, uh, for some women, it's really needed and it changes their experience. So, correct. So yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into today's subject. We wanted to talk about the difference uh, between an on-call hospital doula and an at-home mm -hmm. uh, doula. So, but before that. Uh, because when we think about giving birth, we automatically think about hospital, right? But mm. there are uh, other options that uh, some women might be interested in. So can we talk to, can you talk to us about that? Where, what kind of options do they have today in the U.S. and where can they give birth? Mm. It varies quite a bit regionally. Um, I'm speaking to you from San Diego. We have um, quite a vibrant birth culture here. Um, we have, uh, you know, quite a number of hospitals that you can choose from. And I do point out to women, please shop around and choose. Don't just go to the nearest hospital because they're not all the same. Yeah. Um, but you can go to a hospital to give birth. You can choose to look around and find a freestanding birth center which is um, always run by midwives. The birth center by definition is run by midwives. Um, and we have about you know, a handful in San Diego, more coming, some, some have not been in, uh, uh, structurally there for very long, so I won't give you a number, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, freestanding birth centers, or you can choose to hire a midwife and have your baby in your own home. Okay. So three different ways, uh, three different places, I should say, to give birth. Yeah. Um, and some women, the first time around, maybe they think, oh, I should go to a hospital. I, I don't know, you know what I need, and I'm a little bit nervous about that. Uh, for some people, it's an insurance thing. Their insurance will only cover them at a hospital. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing uh, more and more is second, second time around, women said, oh, I like that okay, but now I know how to do it. I'll do it at home. Or I didn't like that. I'm going to do it differently this time. Yeah, uh, I did that myself. I had my first child in the hospital and the second one at home. Uh, so there's not just one way to do it. And you, what you do one time might not be what you would do the next time. Yeah. Uh, but so doulas tend to work um, mostly privately because there aren't too many volunteer programs like mine. So they're either working directly for the family and going wherever that family is giving birth. 
So um, let's see if I was going to be your doula uh, and you wanted to deliver your baby at home, I would go to your home. If you were going to a freestanding birth center, I would be with you at the birth center or at the hospital if that's where you yeah. chose. Yeah. Um, and doulas can, um, you know, kind of pick and choose, I guess, who they want to have as their clientele. In a volunteer program, we work on call, meaning um, typically our doulas do not meet the families ahead of time. They just come into the hospital okay. when the family arrives at the hospital. And that sounds yes. funny to people, like, how is that going to work if you've never met each other before? Yeah. But I can tell you 20 years in, it works really, really well. <laughs> they don't really care if they haven't met you before at that point. Expertise and the help that you're offering. Um, we are doing virtual work now, though, in this time of this pandemic. And that's been a lovely addition because we are meeting up with people in advance, either physically or just like we're doing now, Zoom yeah. meetings and FaceTime. And so that's an interesting question because, of course, now we are recording that at the time of the pandemic. So our world is kind of upside down for a lot of uh, relationships that we have with our family, our friends. We are using more and more virtual, uh, you know, kind of way to communicate. So did you find that with that pandemic and like introducing virtual sessions, you are able to help more and more women? Did you find like a different way of doing things? How, how was that for you? Definitely a different way of doing things. Um, but we found that there's a lot of support that uh, we can do just as you and I are doing now, which is just visually and verbally. Uh, because a big uh, component of what doulas do is to provide emotional support. And it's nice if you can actually put your hand on somebody's shoulder or hold their hand while you're doing that. But if you can't, we're finding that it's actually pretty good too. And there are some upsides we're finding. For example, um, nurses are reporting that the partners are kind of stepping up more. Uh, and I think sometimes when a doula is there, the family members think, oh, she's the professional, I'll move out of her way. And we're always working to say, no, 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 come back, come back, we'll do this together as a team, we don't want to replace you. But if we're not physically in the room, they uh, sometimes are taking on the roles. And we're just sort of in the background whispering to them, give her something to drink, you know, or yeah. help her move this way and kind of coaching them from, from afar. And it's working. That's good. I, I love that. I, I love that it's helping, you know, partners to be uh, more involved in the process as well. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I think it's fear of, you know, not knowing what to do and, you know, like finding themselves themselves in the way of, you know, because you're the professional. So definitely it helps to bring more confidence to that whole uh, experience mm -hmm. and empower the, the couple as, you know, already a family. So it's beautiful, actually. Right. It's, uh, Good things come from that pandemic anyways. Silver <laughs> linings. <laughs> Another one I'll just mention is they're saying that uh, without all the visitors coming to see the new baby, mums are holding their baby skin to skin more. Yeah. Um, not embarrassed to breastfeed them, you know, because they can do that without their shirt on. Definitely. And we're actually seeing... Um, some uh, uh, incidents of better bonding, more breastfeeding, and babies regaining their birth weight sooner. Yeah, that's so another silver lining. Yes, that's good. We have to focus on that. <laughs> 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 
So we already answered the, um, what is the difference between a midwife and a doula. You gave us a very good explanation and it's very different. We have to remember that uh, the midwife is the um, medical trained part of the birth mm -hmm. experience and the doula is the emotional support uh, part. If I, correct me if I'm mistaking, um, but they have both separate role and uh, complementary, right? Definitely complementary, yeah. and there's a yeah. little bit of overlap between um, a midwife or a doctor, and particularly the nurses who yes. tend to spend more time, if we're speaking about a hospital, they spend more time in the room, but they have clinical jobs to do. So sometimes they have to step away from the emotional, close to the woman's face support and check on you know, what's going on in the other parts, uh, or the machinery, the, the having to uh, check her vital signs or, or chart use yeah. the computer to chart the medical information. So their support can't be as consistent, yes. uh, continuous as ours. Yeah. So they appreciate the fact that when they have to go do something else, we're still providing the continuous support. Yeah. Um, and it is very, very emotional, um, also very physical a lot of times too. Yeah. So, and informational. We give information about what to expect, what's happening, what to do, what's coming up next a little bit. Yes. Um, heavy on the emotional encouragement. Kind of Is there a difference between uh, the type of doula that you can have during the birth and the doula that you can have to help you with the first days um, with your baby? Mm -hmm. So I think the word uh, doula was first co-opted or borrowed uh, in terms of helping a woman give birth. Um, then came uh, postpartum doulas, and they're typically a different person. So a birth doula focuses on the pregnancy and the, the interpartum care, the, the labor and, and the delivery of the baby, um, very intense uh, time in one's life. And then the baby comes, and if the woman is already at home, you know, settles in and, and tucks in there. If she's delivering at a hospital or a birth center, then comes the time that she has to bundle up the baby and go home and start to settle there, learn how to uh, swaddle and, and diaper and bathe and yeah. feed the baby. And um, more and more people are aware of the idea that a postpartum doula can help them with that. Yeah. Uh, two different roles and uh, the reason I say that it's often a different person is if you're on call for women who might go into labor at any second it's hard to also be already committed to a family whose baby is already at home and they're counting on you being there you can't suddenly leave and say I'm sorry I've got to go help somebody else now so just scheduling wise and um, I will say for a lot of us we're probably drawn more to one uh, one part of the uh, role than the other. For example, I'm a birth doula. That's my jam. That's what I do. I wouldn't be so interested in um, too much follow work. Yeah. Follow up at home. And is it a different type of a training, or does the doula training cover cover both? They're generally two different trainings because they cover a lot, and it's hard to do both. If you're a, um, a birth doula, you learn about pregnancy. You learn a lot about childbirth and a little bit about um, breastfeeding and postpartum care. I think it's the opposite uh, balance. If you're going to be a postpartum doula, I would really encourage you to learn a lot about what happened before you got there. <laughs> What's childbirth <laughs> look like? What, and, and then ask the woman, what did you go through? Tell me your birth story. How's it been? Uh, and then they, of course, learn a lot more about newborn care, uh, 
postpartum recovery for the for the birthing person herself. Um, and you know, so a heavier emphasis on what happens next. Okay, that's interesting to know that there's two different paths, and you know, uh, for the women that are interested, it might be uh, interesting to to dig a, a bit further in the type of training mm -hmm. that the doula received to know, you know, what is their their field kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. Very good. All right, mm -hmm. so um, uh, we talked briefly about on-call hospital doula and at-home doula, but um, can we like maybe dig a bit further? So you said to us like on-call on doula, it's basically the moment they arrive at the birth center or the hospital. Mm -hmm. Is the doula usually not always over there, I guess, but they kind of meet the family here and are of support uh during the birth and so what's the difference with an at-home doula what's the what what the at-home doula is doing exactly yeah so when i have uh for example private clients they might be delivering at a birth center or at home or a hospital um i'll keep in touch with them in early labor just over the phone typically yeah. um because there's also the idea that you don't want to uh too much interrupt the flow and so too many people, too many, too much talking, too much going on uh, is not conducive to labor really getting going. Um, so regardless, I'm not necessarily with a woman in early labor. I'm kind of keeping track until she gets active and really wants some more help. And then, then I would go to her home and help her at home. Uh, if she is going to be moving along to a birth center or a hospital, I'll help her and her partner understand when's a good time to go to the hospital. That's a big question is how do we know it, when to go to the hospital? Uh, and then I, I go with them. Um, for an on-call doula, for example, at my hospital, um, we, the reason that our, we have doulas who are able to make this big commitment is that they can choose the days when, uh, when they can make the commitment, when it's convenient for their work or school schedule or family schedule, um, meaning they would, they would say, okay, I can be on call Wednesday. Um, I've also cleared Thursday in case it goes long. Uh, so whoever, whoever is uh, come, coming in and asking for a doula on Wednesday, I will go and be with them. Okay. Um, and then she does make the commitment that she's not going to leave until that baby's born. So yes. sometimes it's a couple hours and sometimes it's 30 hours. Yeah. Um, and we do commit to staying one doula with one family until the baby is in arms. Uh, so we step into a, a situation that's um, familiar because there's a lot of things that are common and, and also the family's unknown because we've never met them before. Yeah, um, but we just jump right in, and there's some magic that happens. We get to know each other really fast, and we um, don't bring any baggage or opinions or prior assessment because we didn't know them. So we walked into the room. So we just look at what what does she need right now? What's happening right now? Before we step in, we do talk to the doctor or the midwife or the nurse and get a little background information but I don't even need much of that I walk in and I look at her and let her tell me who she is and what's going on in her head right now and what she's needing physically right now so yes. it's quite pure I think it works really well that's good that's a that's a tough work because you really have to adapt to whatever is going on and get to know her and uh, her partner really fast as well right. it's right. uh it's uh 
it's I don't know if it's trickier than being the at home doula and getting to know the family before, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely different. It is very different, and yet it's the same. Believe it or not, because in the moment, a woman or a family uh, are you know working to bring a child, they um, is very similar. The story is similar, and they have such an intense right now need and you come in with a right now attitude um it helps you be be very present in the current moment yeah right you're not thinking about uh, what i got to do later or what i did this morning is like right now and you get really laser focused on that yeah. and they can feel that and tell that you are fully there for them with nothing else on your mind yeah. that's beautiful that's mm-hmm. what they need at that yeah. specific time so that's really uh-huh. good. Yeah, that's really really good yeah. All right. So, um, quick question before we wrap this up. Uh, so, if a family decides to partner with a doula, they, they, mm-hmm. they want to have a doula as part of the team during the birth experience, uh, when would you recommend them to start seeking for a doula? I think that they should um, learn about what a doula is and isn't as soon as they start to think about it Uh, and then shop around just like you should shop around for the right place for you to give birth it's not the same for everybody shop around for a doula uh, who you feel um, you can be intimate with uh, because it's such an intimate event in your life a a person giving birth they have medical people there and hopefully they've chosen well and, and feel safe and comfortable with the medical uh, people surrounding them. And a doula might be very, very experienced or, or pretty new in her work or his work. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel, I, I often say to people, choose somebody that you feel like you could get naked with yeah. <laughs> because you're going to, <laughs> yeah, you know, so who has the same philosophy as you and, and kind of just you feel comfortable with. Yes. Ask questions like, what kind of training have you had? Um, not so important as how many births have you been to, but tell me about the births you've been to and then let the doula tell a story and see if that feels safe and confident to you. Um, how early? Uh, I have people calling me at 40 weeks. I'm due in a few days <laughs> and I'm looking for a doula. And uh, it might be very hard to find a doula because doulas get booked up. So don't yes. wait that long. On the other hand, um, I've had people literally almost still holding the wet pee stick. I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, so somewhere in the in the second or third trimester is a good time, I think, to start really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what you're saying, it feels like a good time too. <laughs> And so uh, are there any specific questions? So you talked about, you know, the birth experience, and I feel like it's a, it's a good thing because you can see if it's um, aligning with the kind of idea of the birth that you want to have. So definitely it's a very good question to, to ask to your doula. But the, uh, are there any other type of question, questions sorry, you, will, you would uh, recommend them to ask to, uh, to a doula? Um, well, before they even talk to a doula, whoever is going to be there, if the birthing person has a partner or a family member who's going to be there as well, make sure that person's on board and understands that someone else will be joining them yeah. and that they will be well supported as, as well, not replaced, but supported by that person. Um, and then I think questions should, you have to do the business side of it, you know, 
when are you available? What what is your work commitment look like? How much is your fee? That sort of thing. But also um, how how available are you? How many other clients are you going to take around my due date? What's the backup plan? Uh, I think a good question is, have you ever worked where I'm giving birth? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sort of see if they know the environment that you're planning on being okay. I was wondering because you were talking about uh, the doula's fee. Is there like an average fee that doula are charging, or is it um, changing with you know whoever is the doula? Is there like mm -hmm. any fixed price? Uh, it's very very regional. Again, I know in LA they charge more than most doulas do in San Diego, New York City. It's a huge uh, uh, number, and yeah. in smaller towns where there are fewer doulas, and I think the cost of living is just less. Yeah quite a bit less too. I know in San Diego, um, there's a wide, wide range, so I wouldn't want to quote. Um, but again, the, the highest fee doesn't necessarily equate with the best doula. There are some new doulas who are, um, you know, young in their career, but, but old in their spirit. Yes. <laughs> uh, experienced who are very, very good. And again, I think the questions shouldn't uh, necessarily be too much involved with how many births have you attended, tell me about your training, are you certified? And those are good questions. But just a chat on tell me about your favorite birth or tell me what you typically find yourself doing as a doula at a birth. What can I expect and how do you feel about uh, the work that you do and which kinds of births do you like to work with or something like that that gets a little bit more personal. Yeah, uh, because it's not it's not clinical work as we talked about in the beginning. We're not providing clinical services, nursing, or medical care. So we don't need a degree in doula work. We need more of a heart for it and an innate, I think, uh, understanding. I think it's good if a doula is more intuitive than she might be analytical. We both have both sides to us. I think doulas tend to be more intuitive, put away the analytical side. Um, because you can't like follow a flow chart. Oh, this is how far we are along in labor. You have to look at the person and use your gut. Like it looks like they need some emotional encouragement versus they look like they could really uh, benefit from me helping them change positions right now or, or pressing on their back this way or, or their partner looks like that's who I need to be focusing on right now. Um, they look scared. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, it's more about uh, finding the right person with who you can have that kind of uh, trust uh, exactly. relation more than really like the degrees and you know the experience. It's more of a personality fit. Yeah, I agree with that. For a lot of things, anyway, it's more important <laughs> than sometimes uh, degrees and experience. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. It was really, really nice to have that uh, conversation with you. I definitely learned a lot because actually there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about doulas. So <laughs> I was very educating for myself as well. So I want to thank you again for taking the time to uh, speak with me today. And uh, again, I will put the link in the show notes so people can visit the site and maybe ask some questions to, to yourself and the other doulas you're working with. Um, and if they have uh, any question, I will uh, forward them to you. So you can always uh, be a source of uh, education. Perfect, it's it's, yeah, it's a very yeah. good thing. All right. Thank you very much, yeah. Anne, for your time.
Thank you. Yeah. Can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Go ahead. Looking or families looking for uh, resources. If you're comparing hospitals, for example, uh, and I mentioned, don't just go to the one that's closest to your house. They're so different. Um, there's uh, in California, there's a website called Cal Hospital Compare. Okay. Uh, there's also another one that I think is might be national called Leapfrog. And you can look up a hospital's cesarean rate, their breastfeeding rates, their episiotomy rates, things like that. Um, because that's really where you do want to shop around to and, and realize that there's a lot of different ways that um, care is being provided um, so yes. around. Yeah, it is very different from hospital to hospital and from state to state, definitely. Mm -hmm. Not speaking about countries, but uh, yeah, it's really something that they have to look for. I agree with you. Right, right. And we have Thank just you. been talking about uh, birth in America. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, thank you for adding that because it's a, uh, it's a really good, uh, it's a good, really good resources definitely to find more answers. All right, thank you, Anne, and I wish you, you a very pleasant day. Thank you. you thank you. Bye bye. Bye.